Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Whoa, the microphone's back again. I didn't want to stop you too quickly, but apparently there's a microphone here, so you know what that means. Jeepers crying. It's, it's time, time for American Brews and Tunes. Yeah. That's right. This podcast, in case you couldn't really tell by our weird disjointed titling there, is American <laughs> Brews and Tunes. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. That's right. This is episode 14. So we've made it out of the unlucky That's phase. Right. Yes, we have. Out of the 13, which is obviously everybody's most unlucky number in the entire world unless of it's all your, time. Unless it's your lucky number. Who knows? Nope, not possible. Well, whatever. This is episode number 14 of American Brews and Tunes. Yes, it is. And you know what that means. What does that mean? It means that it is going to be a great episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, which I find it hard to believe that anyone would do that. Yeah, well, this is already episode 14. Who hasn't listened to it by now? Uh, mostly everybody in the world. That's actually very true, yeah. yeah. There are maybe, maybe 30 people who have listened to it. Maybe. We'd be lucky if there's 30 people. But if you haven't listened, <laughs> the premise of the show is... Me, Steven Johnston, recommends a album for Jesse to listen to, generally along the punk rock genre. Yep, and then me, Jesse Titus, recommends an album for Steve to listen to that is generally indie or folk or stuff that Steve has not listened to that I have listened to. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so we come back and we review those albums all while drinking a new craft beer. Hence the name, American Brews and Tunes. And generally, they're American bands and American generally, beers. Generally, generally. Not break, tonight. We break the rules. We not break the rules a little bit. But yeah, yeah true. Not tonight. You don't know why, because Jesse had me listen to a non-American band. Yep. I believe they're from Dublin. They're from Ireland, yeah. Dublin, yes. Dublin Ireland. Yes, they are from Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do more Irish stuff? No, nah, that's, that's good for <laughs> now. Uh, he had me listen to the album... No line, no line, no on, line the on the horizon by yes. U2. Yes. U2, everyone's favorite Irish band. They're lucky. We They're should, lucky. You should have had me listen to U2 on episode number 13 for the unluckiness. They can for the luck. Un they can unbalance the unlucky episode 13 with their luck from the Irish. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh is right. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh. What did you oh, gosh. What did you listen to this past week? Um, I listened to... A fairly iconic album by the band Rancid. That sounds rancid. Yeah, I know. Um, the album is called And Out Come the Wolves. Is it come or is it out came the wolves? Um, either one. Well, I can look it up real quick. All right. While Jesse looks it up, uh, I know that uh, you've been a big fan of U2 for a long time, correct? I have, yeah. yes. And I've listened to, oh, obviously I know the big songs. I think I've had their greatest hits. And which, Out Come the Wolves. I'll come, okay. So it yep. is, it is uh, present tense. I did say it correctly the first Fair time. Enough. Thank goodness. Fair enough. But I, I think I've got the U2 greatest hits, or, or the singles, whatever the album's called, where it's got... Right, just like uh, all the... In the Name of Love, the Pride, of love, uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, With right. or Without You, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Because they've had a number of hits Still for many decades. Still for. Exactly. Yeah, they've been a band since... Uh, 
80s, late 70s, 80s. 80s. Yeah. And Rancid has been a band since early 90s, probably late. Really? Uh, That's probably it? Probably early 90s. Late, not late 80s? Uh, well, Rance, uh, Tim Armstrong, who's one of the gu- guitar players and singers from the band, yeah. and, and their bassist were in a band called Operation Ivy. Is that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe they were late 80s, and after that kind of ended, they formed Rancid. Nice. And one of their songs is about Operation Ivy, I believe. Oh, Journey really? to the End of East Bay. Oh, about that's what it is? Touring as Operation Ivy. Okay, nice. Yeah. Cool. But uh, you know what? Let's put a hold on the tunes for now, and let's delve yeah. into the other focus er, of American Brews and Tunes. hard stop on the tunes for now. Let's subtract the tunes. What we're left with is the brews. Yes. So, uh, this is strict, this week. strict mathematics. Um, so, the beer that I chose uh, was, I haven't had much from this brewery. I've only had one other beer from them, um, and it is, the brewery is Evil Czech Brewing. Like Czech as in Czechoslovakia. Like as in, yeah, as in Czechoslovakia. Or Czech Republic, I guess. So C-Z-E-C-H. Yeah. Um, and this this beer is called Bigsby, and it's a white stout. Bigsby. Do you think that's a reference to the Chappelle show? Clayton Bigsby, the the black white supremacist? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. <laughs> Actually, it's because the can is yeah, black if, and if, white. If you look at the can, it's black and white, so like it's, yin, it's, it's like called Bigsby type thing. So. It must be, yeah. It'd be hilarious if that's what it was. Um, but we'll, I'm, I'm we'll interested, post a picture though. of it, obviously, like we always do. I'm interested uh, so because it's a white, it's a white stout. stout. And I've, 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 you, you've I've, had a white stout I've had stout golden before. stouts and blonde stouts where it looks like golden you're drinking... Golden stout, yeah. Yeah, when you pour it into the glass, it looks like a lager or some type of light beer, and when you taste it, it's dark and heavy like a stout. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in this. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, we'll see. What I'm drinking this week is a beer by Evil Twin Brewing, and I've had, I've had a couple brews from them... Um, I've had, uh, what's a, that, uh, call it Molotov cocktail? Yeah. That's a, or light a beer. triple IPA. Um, and I've had, um, I had one on this podcast called the liquid double fudge. Oh yeah. Remember. It literally tasted like I was drinking brownie batter. Yeah. I remember that. That was hilarious. But this week and I'm delicious. drinking the, it says glazed gourmet donut, imperial donut break stout. And so I believe they've actually put real donuts in the brewing process somewhere. Really? And so this is going to be interesting. Real donuts or like real like donut uh, ingredients? Mm, I think donuts. Really? Like, I, I don't really know how they get around that because it's, I mean. It, That's so weird. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's bready. Yeah, it's going to be bready. But is it going to be glazed and like sugary? sugary? We'll find out. Maybe like molasses. So what do you say we crack these brews and let's give let's them a pour shot? Em. Let's pour them. Um, I think yours is going to be dark. I, and I think yours, <laughs> even though it's a stout, is not going to be dark. I think it's probably going to be light yeah. because it says a white stout. Agreed. So here we go. So there's a crack. Uh-oh. Oh, yours is foaming. Oh, my goodness. Don't get that on the carpet. I kind of thought I was going to do that. Oh, I don't want to get a steam cleaner. I just got a little early taste of this. <laughs> it definitely tastes like a stout. And if you look at, actually, on the back of the can, do you see that? It's a, a Viking with a half a helmet. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Maybe we'll post a picture of that. Oh my goodness, already in pouring my beer, it looks like I'm pouring tar into my glass. Yep. Straight tar. Straight tar, everybody. The foam that is coming out is really, really dark. Oh, this, is going, um, this is going so poorly. Yeah, Jesse's having trouble I'm pouring really, his beer because really, it's super foamy. I'm going to let this settle for a little bit because this is really... Yeah. How about, I'll, I'll, I'll take a sip of my beer and you can focus on getting yours poured. All right, yeah. Jesse's beer is not settled very well. My it's, jeans are all soaked now! Yeah. It's it's super foamy. I don't. I'm surprised. I don't know why. Sometimes it you is. get like from a, a a really 
potent or airy Belgian beer. You'll get like something that's super foamy like that, but this is a stout, though. Not out of a stout. It's odd. Anyways, let me give mine a shot while you uh, get yours situated. Okay, yeah, go for it. Mmm. You forgot to say the magic words. What? What is that? Is that sediment? I think so. There's a couple chunks. Nice. Well, I mean, we'll say the words once I pour mine. Yeah. We'll say the magic phrase. Yeah, go ahead and see if you can give yours a pour right now. I'm going to try. I don't know if you, you guys know much about pouring beer, very, but obviously, very slowly. if you see someone pour a beer, and if they pour it straight down the glass, it's going to get super foamy. Look and at all that. You're going to get I'm like even, 10% beer, 90% foam. I'm even pouring it properly, and I still have like 50-50. But if you pour it with the glass at a 45-degree angle, and you pour it slowly, you shouldn't get like a really foamy beer at all. But for some reason, Jesse's pouring it super carefully, and it's foam everywhere. Ev- everywhere, foam, ev- everywhere. Foam Fest 17. Foam Fest 09. Jesse doesn't make his beer foam everywhere. Ev- everywhere. Ev- ev- everywhere. Ev- everywhere. <laughs> I don't uh, want to make it foam everywhere. I want it, I want it to be calm, but it's, it's know, like a I'm, raging storm of foam up in this glass. You guys have seen the movie Perfect Storm, right? Yeah, that, think about that yeah. in foam form. Take away the huge waves, add the huge and foam. And the death. Take away the death as well. Yeah. We, we don't know that Mark Wahlberg actually died in the movie, though. They don't show it, so maybe he still lives. I've never seen the movie, but all I know is that everybody says, uh, it's just death at the end. Yeah. Pretty much. But not Mark Wahlberg, technically, if you watch it. Okay, well, by what you said, it seems like maybe he... Does, you, you, you're, you're left not knowing exactly. if he died. So maybe he's alive. So do you choose to believe that he's dead or do you choose to believe that he died? I mean, that he's alive. I choose to believe that after the boat sinks and he's sitting at the surface of the ocean in a huge storm, that he lives and floats at sea for the rest of his life. So, <laughs> and he finds various fish floating at the top of the... Yeah. He gets he, his, his, uh, his, his ability to tread water is insanely good. Yeah, he's... Uh, water polo, is that the sport where they tread water? Yeah. Yeah. So he's the water polo water champion, polo champion. <laughs> of the perfect storm. Yeah. All right, so Jesse anyway, finally got his uh, beer yeah. poured. It's, I've got it poured now. Color-wise, mine literally looks like I have a glass full of tar. This is actually a lot darker than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Jesse's is... What, what color do you say that is? Like a, It's like a dark... It's like a dark straw. Dark tan. Dark tan? Dark tan, yeah. A dark orange. It's kind of hazy. It's not very it's visible. Not, yeah, like it's, it's, it's very hazy. Um, it's not really orange. Like, I, would say I literally can't tan. see through mine, but... Yours, I thought we might be able to see through, but yeah, I, I don't think so. I can't see through it either. So I'm trying to right now. Let's go ahead and give the key phrase, and let's give him a shot. All right. Ship it a beep it Wow. Wow is right. Huh. Does your taste like a stout? Ooh. Yeah. Like big um, time? Initially, it has like the same feel as like a, a lager. Like real light, yeah. But then afterwards, you get like the really nice malty dark tones yeah. of a stout. Mine before I even took a sip, uh, like the stout fumes went into my mouth, right? And I knew it was going to be potent and chocolatey and stouty. Yeah, but with this, you don't really get like if you smell it, you don't really get much of a uh, stout feel from the Interesting. Because mine definitely smells smell like chocolate. Bit. Let's let's switch for a smell and a taste. Okay, I'm going to smell good. yours. All right, yeah. Oh, yours, yours kind of smells like a pale ale almost. Uh, yeah, kind of. That's one burp uh, for you. And, oh, that's two burps for you in the burp tally. Oof. So you're already beating me? Well, with the prizes later. Oh, uh, wow. This does smell good. Let me, let me, yours literally smells like a pale ale. The initial taste is kind of like a pale ale, but then wait for the maltiness to come in. 
Uh, the malts come in, but I think because I had a sip of that first, oh, yeah, that's it ruined my, my taste buds. Yeah, Because you're, it has some roasty malt flavors, but nothing compared to what I tasted in mine. You are not... Wow. Whoa. This is super sweet, chocolatey, heavy coffee. You are not coffee. kidding. That is delicious. Isn't it delicious? Wow. My beer is so potent. It literally tastes like sludge, but in a great way. Like, if you mix donuts with chocolate and coffee... That's very, very good. It's a belch for me. But yes, it's this this beer is potent. Um, and of course, I'm going to check my beer in on our favorite beer app. Untapped. Yes. Which is a social drinking app where you can post the beers you've had, post pictures, reviews. You can see what your friends have checked in. You can cheers it, comment on it. It's yep. just great. But it's just great. We don't sponsor them. We just like them. But speaking you, of sponsors, <laughs> yeah. our sponsor this week is... Tree Shelf. Tree Shelf. Everybody's favorite Nashville band that isn't a full band yet. It's yes. just an acoustic folk punk, punk folk, however you want to phrase it, group. Yeah. They focus on key melodies, a punk attitude, and harmonies that you just can't deny. Harmonies that you don't want to deny, you want to acknowledge to the fullest. Exactly. You want to say, those are harmonies. You want to say, I acknowledge these. I affirm that these harmonies are full. Those harmonies are full as can be. Let me do a speculative direct quote for who would listen to this song. Okay. So I'm going to, for whoever listens to Tree Shelf, here's a speculative quote, direct quote from them. Wow. These harmonies are so good and so full. I affirm everything that they are. This band is great. Listen to them. They're on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, the internet, anywhere you want to listen to them, that's where they are. They're on the internet. They're on the internet. That's where they are. Uh, yes. A little housekeeping for us. Oh, we yeah. have a Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. We yeah. have a Twitter uh, account and we have a Instagram instant. account. No, not an, not, not an Instagram account, an Instagram. However you want to phrase it, we have an Instagram and Twitter. Look us up. It's literally instant. American Brews and Tunes. You'll find us. We post stuff all the time. About beers we're having, even stuff that we're not doing for the, the podcast. Yeah. Just everyday brews. Like, everyday brews, everyday... For example, stuff, yeah. tomorrow what we're are we going tomorrow? to the, uh, yeah. the Nashville Craft Beer Festival. We'll post some some fun posts there, uh, some maybe an Instagram post, a video, just some fun stuff. So yeah. look us up, follow us, American Brews and Tunes. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, before we get started on the music, Touch up what on the, the, is the prize for the burp tally? All right. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the burp tally is, since we are having carbonated beverages on this uh, podcast... Normally, human beings burp while drinking the said beverages. Exactly. And what fun would it be to burp and not acknowledge it? Yeah, exactly. Zero fun. Yeah, it'd be, so, it'd be dumb. It'd be rude then. So that means we're going to not acknowledge it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so whenever Jesse or myself belches... Uh. Like that. That was like actually that. very timely. Yeah. Uh, we have a piece of paper here where we keep tally of each burp. And at the end, we crown a winner. Yep. And they have a prize. This yeah. week, the prize is a postcard. But it's not just any postcard. It's a John Foreman postcard. Yeah. If you guys remember, we had a podcast where we did small beers and EPs where Jesse had me listen yes. to John Foreman's EP. Uh, his fall EP. Yes. I loved it so much that I bought a bunch of John Foreman EPs and they sent me... 
some postcards. postcards. Yeah. So the winner gets this. Uh, from his newest EPs, The Wonderlands. Yeah, and this one specifically is Shadow. The Shadows. Shadows, yeah. So the Belch Tally winner gets that. Nice. So Classic. Would you, uh, rounding back to the beers before we start the tunes, yeah. would you get yours again? Um, Based on the taste I had of yours, I actually quite liked it. I thought it I liked. Good. Okay, here's the, here's the thing. I, I liked it a lot, but I would probably choose something else over this. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I just really want a light stout flavor. Makes you sense. Know? But if I had... Like, it, I would rather get a stout stout than a light stout. True. But say I'm at, like, a grocery store and my options for, like, if, if I'm in the mood for a stout that I want to have a couple of, and my options are Guinness, let's say, uh, Young's Double Chocolate Stout, and the one you're having right now, I'd probably pick the one you're having right now. Okay. Well, I mean, I just wouldn't choose Guinness because, well, I haven't had it from Ireland. Exactly. Directly from Ireland, but apparently and it's I'm, way better. I don't know if U2 is a beer drinking band, but they're, I'm sure they no would idea. swear by Guinness if they are a beer drinking band. I have no idea. We'll never know. True. Unless we uh, meet them. My beer, I think I would get again because it's bomber. I would get that again. It's delicious. It's something you get once in a while. And actually, I've had this for almost exactly a year. <laughs> uh, it was an expensive bomber. It cost me almost $20, actually. Yeah. That's why I bought it. It was a celebration. Yeah. Um, but worth it though. It was worth it. This beer is fantastic. If you ever see the Imperial Donut Break, go for it. It's a splitting beer. You can have this with yourself and somebody else. Yeah. Super good. Uh, it's smooth but boozy. Yeah, I would uh, say so. Yeah, it's very very smooth. It's sticky and thick, but it's really tasty and rich. It's it's like a dessert in a glass. Yeah, and again, that's by Evil Twin Brewing. Evil Twin um, Brewing. Check out their other stuff. Yeah, it's also very very good. Yeah. They're they're a good Falco. brewery. Yeah, the that was a um, great IPA. The Slacker uh, IPA? Yeah. What yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Was, yeah. Super good stuff. Good brewery. Anyways, uh, enough with the beer. I think we've... Um, we've kind of covered it. We we'll, haven't beaten we'll come, it to death. We'll come, we'll come back, back to it. Um, so, uh, but let's move on to the music. Yes, uh, you're, you're going to start with U2. Yes, I'll start this week. So give me your background on U2 first, like what you like from them, how you got into them. Okay, um, the main reason I got into them uh, was probably because of my youth pastor in Minnesota, Tim Bubar. Shout out to Tim Bubar. I don't know if he's listening to the podcast, but if he is, shout out to you because you probably got me into you too. And also Austin Kroos, my friend, uh, one of my friends from Minnesota. We, I wouldn't say I like grew up listening to you too, um, but since you know, like Tim showed me them, um, I kind of like started to get into him. And I think this was actually maybe one of the first albums that I listened to like all the way through. Uh, because it, it it came out in 2009, so I was about to yeah. graduate. Yeah, and so I was still in high school, still uh, going to youth group with, uh, and Tim was still the youth leader there. Um, and so he kind of like gave me the album, and I listened to it quite a bit. Um, so that was kind of the start of it, and then I, you know, just kept listening from there. Makes sense. But this was the first one that kind of got you into it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Awesome. Um. For you two, at least as far as I go, um, my dad, I think, introduced me to you two at a young age with um, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Yeah. That's his favorite U2 song, so I've, I heard it many times. That's a great song. And in fact, my uh, the worship band at my church, every once in a while, like my church back in PA, Yeah. Um, their first song would be a popular song. Right. Um, I know, just yeah. Just kind of get I into it. I know a lot of churches do that. And they don't, maybe like, I'd say once every like two or three months, they have a, a popular song as the first song. So it's it's not like a common thing that they do. They just do it every once in a while. Okay. And every so often they do, uh, still haven't found what I'm looking for because... It's a great song. 
you can attribute religious views to it, I suppose. Well, did you see that video recently? Um, I did not. On the Jimmy Kimmel show? No. YouTube played this song on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Did they explain it? Um, yeah. So they like they showed a picture because uh, they're doing the Joshua Tree reunion tour right now. Is it 20 years? 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, so Joshua Tree is probably their most like well-renowned record. Yeah. I would it's their biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they haven't even got notes about the Joshua Tree in here. Yeah, but I still haven't found what I'm, what I'm looking for is on that record. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, like, during the interview, they, they, like, pushed... They, like, showed a picture of the Joshua Tree on, like, the screen and then, like, pushed Jimmy Kimmel's desk away. And then they, like, brought out all their stuff and, like, played that. And then there was a Selah gospel choir was also there. Yeah. And so then, like, they sang... You know, about how I still haven't found what I'm looking for and like That's pretty cool. You know, about life. Well pretty I, much. I gotta look that up and also you know what it's pretty cool. Let's just put po- we'll we'll find the video on YouTube and we'll post it beneath this video on our website. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, for those of you who haven't been on our website, it is bruiseandtunespodcast.com. We made the website before we realized that there was a different podcast also called Bruise and Tunes. Yeah. If we would have known we would have done American dot com, but yeah. We have that URL for at least a year, so we'll keep it. That's what it is. Uh, otherwise, I love it. Check it's it out. It best. is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll renew it. Maybe we'll switch after a year. Great content uh, on there. Uh, reviews of all the beers we've had in the past. You can watch videos for all the stuff we've posted. Pictures. Yeah. All kind of bonus content. Yeah. So check that out. Wow, you dude, you're a burnt machine right now. This beer is potent. Anyways, let me delve but, into my... Yeah, my go for it. My review of U2, No Line on the Horizon. Speaking <clears throat> of that title, track number one. Track number one is called U... No, it's not called U2. It's called No Line on the Horizon. That's... Uh, yeah. Title track starting title off. Title track starting off, yep. All right, so I'm going to give my rating real quick. What are your ratings this week? Here's how I rated this song. Granny Smith. <laughs> you rated them by apples? Yes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's not all what you think, though. So what let me let me the, give. What's the best one? Let me go with the worst first, okay? Okay. What's the worst apple? Apple chips. Apple chips. Yes. You like mean dehydrated like dried apple chips. Yes. <laughs> I hate those so much. They are pretty bad. All right. Next is Golden Delicious. <laughs> okay. The mushy, gross apple. Oh yeah. I yeah. hate that. Yeah, mushy one. Yep. Um, third from the worst is Red Delicious. Still kind of mushy and not that delicious to me. I just don't like mushy apples. That's yeah. Terrible. And Red Delicious and Golden Delicious, mushy. Uh, the next one, I went a little hybrid here. Pear apple. Have you ever had those? No. It's like a mix between a pear and an apple. Nope. It's weird, but oddly good. I like them. Okay. Um, the next is Granny Smith. That's your second favorite. Yes. Okay. And my absolute favorite, McDonald's apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not an apple. <laughs> It's, it, there's apples in there you can get two for a dollar. That's true. You can't refute that. They're, you can't. They're that, delicious. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. All right, but yes, n- oh, n- track number one, No Line on the Horizon, is a Granny Smith song to me. Okay, so as he goes on through this whole list, yeah. um, try to remember the rating system. I'll, I'll keep you in check when, yeah. I, when I say it, but oh, Granny Smith, goodness. it's really good. It's not the best. Okay. I did not recommend it, even though I gave it a super high rating. Okay, wow. Uh, it, I think it's a fantastic start to the album. It is good, yeah. Um, produ- Production-wise, like I'm used to hearing old U2 where there's... The production's not as high. Uh, they mainly stick to the instruments and nothing else, like no synths. Um, maybe one guitar part and that's it. Here, yeah. there's so much going on. Yeah, um, and the later stuff, Bono also plays guitar. 
Does it really? Yeah. Interesting. He's but a, I, I, said, I said there's good space in the production because there's a lot okay. of things going on, but they definitely are aware of having space. Yeah. And that's the tell of a good band if they can have space and use it. Yeah. Um, I don't really care too much for the verses in this song. They're all right. Mm-hmm. But the chorus, I think, is really good. No, no, no light on the horizon. No, there. no line. That second. No, no line. I yeah. love that. That's, yeah, that's, that's really, really good. good. Uh, it's it's a really great opener. It's catchy. Uh, I'm not gonna dwell on it. Yeah, like yeah, we we don't want to dwell on the songs we're not recommending too long. Yeah. So you guys can have the opportunity to check them out later. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to song number two, which I do recommend. Oh, the song's called Magnificent, also great rated song. as Granny Smith. Great. Oh wow. Okay. Same so rating because the best, that, that rating is still super great. Um, not the best. Okay. At the well, very beginning. Still, there, I agree with you. I love this song. There's a really chunky tone that comes in at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, this song is over five minutes long. Yeah, it's like seven minutes and 24 seconds. No, not, not, not this one. That's the next oh, one. Oh, that's the next one. This yeah. song's a little over five minutes long. Five minutes and 24 seconds. Sometimes I have a hard time listening to long songs. Yeah, I know. That's why, that's why it was a risk uh, recommending this album to you or any U2 album. But you got to keep in mind songs. that this five plus minute long song is you, a recommendation. You recommended it. Wow. Yeah. Um,. The int- like there's an intro, but when all the instruments come in, it's classic U two for me. Oh yeah, like it, it definitely like that you, you classic, know it's U two. That classic edge tone that he, yeah. I mean, he essentially coined the whole like delay yeah effect. And for those of you who don't know anything about U two, uh, the guitar play player goes by the name The, the Edge. edge. Yeah, his name is David Evans, I think. Yep, David Evans. David Evans. Which we have a buddy named David Evans. Yeah. Shout out David Evans. The Wedge. And I call him the Wedge because yeah. it's a play on words with the Edge. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, though. And um, Bono's real name is uh, Paul Hewson. What a weird name. Yeah. But they've got their own names. Who knows? Yeah. Um, in this song, Magnificent, Ooh. once the verse comes in and he says, I was born, I was born to be with you. Um, just the way that like the instruments kind of cut out and his, like the, the melody that he has, he has in the vocals mm-hmm. is, is prominent. I get this feeling that Bono has something really important to say. Right. And it's... Not even by what he says, it's just the feeling I get. Like it's just like, wait a second, he's saying something important. Yeah. Do you, do you get that vibe at all? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's just like I it's, mean, like whenever I first listened to this album, which is what what you're doing right ago, now, yeah. um, that's probably how I felt as well. And it's like the the first line was, "I was born, I was born to be with you." And later yeah. on, after they come back to the second or third verse, I can't remember. He's like, "I was born, I was born to sing to you, right? To sing for you, sing yeah. for you, yeah." Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of like. Even disregarding the lyrics, it's powerful to have them suggest that kind of drive just based on the feel of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the verses more than the chorus. Okay. Um, Magnificent. But like, I don't really like the music or the melody in the chorus, but I love the words in the chorus. Yeah. Where he says, only love can leave such a mark, but only love can heal such a scar. Yeah. Um, and then in the last verse, he says, only love can leave such a mark, but only love unites our hearts. Yeah. So it's like the, the duality of love. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, it's a very human emotion. But great song. I recommend it. Oh, yeah. Check it out. So good. Uh, on to song number three, which is called Moment of Surrender. This song is almost seven and a half minutes long. Seven minutes and 24 seconds long. That's what I said. All right. I, I delve even more into the time. How about this? The intro, without any vocals, is a minute and 15 seconds. Before any vocals. That's fine. 
The chorus doesn't even come in until two minutes and 35 seconds. That's fine. Popular songs on the radio are, well, done, are done by, by that time. <laughs> yeah. The chorus is short. Less than 20 seconds long almost. Yeah. However, this song is in my recommendation. Oh, wow. And I two gave this a, a McDonald's apple pie. Delicious. That's <laughs> Delicious. what I say. Delicious. So, me, a, a hater of long songs. Wow. Two songs recommended that are long. Yes. Was moved by this song. Wow. And the song's slow, too. I, I like fast songs. This song has a slower feel to it. Uh, but it's one of my favorites on the album. There's like a synth. Do you know the synth that comes in in the verses throughout the chorus? Yeah. It's just, it's not guitar driven almost. Like the, the guitar parts are really reserved. And it's like almost keyboards organ driven for the first part of the song. A guitar comes in later, but wow. Um, I don't really know what the song means. Is it surrendering your heart to a significant other, to a higher being, God? Because I know Bono, uh, Bono's religious. Yeah, I think it's either that or just, let's just say for the sake that we have no idea what he actually means. Yeah. I would say it's probably surrendering yourself to something. Something, definitely. You know. But it's it's saying like you want to give yourself to At something else. At the moment yes. of surrender. Yeah. I, I want to lean towards religion because I, I Bono so has talked well. about it, but we don't know for a fact. Um. But he also talks about how like he's surrendering himself while no one else notices. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't notice the passerby's and they yeah. didn't notice me, which they is kind of interesting. Me, yeah. Where you you, you pour yourself out, but no one else notices you and you don't notice mm-hmm. them. So check that out. Great song. Um, uh, another thing is it starts out soft and it builds and builds and builds throughout the entire song. I highly recommend it. It's great. Yeah. So now that we are three songs into this album, throw back to the Joshua Tree. Okay. Yeah. The three, so- the, the three very first songs on the Joshua Tree are maybe the strongest songs in... Yeah, some definitely. of the strongest songs in U2's arsenal. Definitely, yeah. And I think that the three uh, first songs on this album are some of the strongest uh, songs on, on the album. album. Okay. And granted that there's one more recommendation that for me that comes later, but I think that I haven't listened to too much other U2 albums, but maybe they put their first best three songs in the first three songs in the album? I mean, I think it's definitely the case in uh, Joshua Tree album. Um, but how to dismantle a time bomb, which I haven't listened to. I think I think most of those sh- songs are pretty strong. Yeah, but I was thoroughly impressed by all three songs on here. Okay, what do you think about those first three at least? They're great. I mean, definitely some of the, my favorite songs in the album. I'm interested to see which song you recommend last. Well, I know what I recommend, so you're gonna have to to bear with me. That's fine. Song number four is called Unknown Caller, and. Jeez Louise, I hate unknown callers. Um, so I, so went with, I, man. I went with this the rating Pear Apple, which is good. Okay, it's not good, great. but not great. Um, this song is full of classic The Edge guitar tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intro is a minute and a half long, which is kind of obnoxious, but I can get behind it. You know, it's, it's whatever. Well, you already recommended a song with an intro that long. Yeah, but I do not recommend this one. Uh, the melody is nice. Um, but it doesn't really do too much for me. The yeah, chorus this, this is odd. In, this this is the start of where the U two is kind of like, I wouldn't say experimenting. They're branching out, but definitely. they're like like the song you're gonna get to later, Fez slash Being Born. Like that song's strange out there. Yeah, but yeah. this song is six minutes long. It's full of oohs, almost too many oohs for me. But <laughs> I let it slide because I listen to The Offspring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we'll we'll leave it at that for too that many song. Oohs or woes. Number five. Is called I'll Go Crazy, 
If I Don't Go Crazy Tonight. I love this song. Here's what I, I gave this song two ratings. Okay. For the verse, Granny Smith. Okay. For the chorus, Pear Apple. Okay. So the verses I liked a lot better. Um, crazy compared to the last two songs, which are slower, this song's faster and it's got much more of an interesting melody. What do you, than, what do you than think about that, that first guitar part, though? The I mean, I like. I'm, I'm just gonna say it right here. All the guitar parts on the album are very well done. When you listen to them, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like someone went in after the fact and just like put something to to add to it. The edge like thought everything out. The yeah. tone is phenomenal. All the guitar parts are interesting. I yeah. like them a lot. Um, side note, if you get a chance, watch the documentary It Might Get Loud. Yes, because the edge is um, in there. The edge is in that, and he delves much deeper into um, how he creates his guitar tones. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in guitar tones, watch that movie, because Jack White and Jimmy Page are also in it. End side note. Back to this song. I've got one more note before I move on. Delay fest on the chorus for yep. the guitars. Yeah. <laughs> so it's classic edge. You yep. love delay. Oh, yeah. Um, moving on to song number six, which is called Get On Your Boots. Get On Your Boots. Which I believe was the main yeah, hey. single they, they pushed off of this yes, album. I, believe, I saw them do I it live did, yeah. on some TV show. I don't remember what it was. I rated it as Granny Smith, which is a very good rating, wow. but I do not recommend it. Instead, um, here's what I say. Okay. In fact, this is what I literally wrote down. Like, here's what I say. Listen to this. Like many boots... The guitar is super fuzzy. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> That's so terrible. It's a dad joke. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Uh, but this song is faster and more aggressive than anything else it, on the album. Did you spell Ugh, U-G-G-G, or yeah. uh, I thought maybe you spelled it U-G-H, no, that because that would definitely make it a dad joke. Well, even, even I, I was trying to be a little more topical. A but, written dad joke. But this song is faster and more aggressive than any other song on the album. Yes. And here's what I think, personally. I think they're trying to recapture the success and the feel of Vertigo. Okay, in the, I, I can see in this that. song, I, I don't that. think it's as good as Vertigo because Vertigo just had that right place, right time, great song. Like it, it was successful, and I just the bit, when I hear this song, that's what I think of them trying I mean, to. I could I could definitely see that because I think of the it should be get on your boots parentheses Vertigo part two. And parentheses. I could see where you're coming from. Yeah. I disagree a little bit. But Fair enough. I, I could see. I could we're see what you're saying. Yeah, but. It's, it's still a good song, regardless. I just regardless. personally love, after the bridge, the edges guitar tone when it comes back in, because it changes. Yeah, it does. And he does that And that it's not an accident. The, anything that the edge does on guitar is very thought out, methodical, and purposeful. Anyway. On to song number seven, which is called Stand-Up Comedy. I like stand-up comedy a lot. The song's okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Another joke. Oh, Steve. Uh, I gave the, the rating Pear Apple. Um... It's got some funky verses, like the feel. Like yep. it, it It's weird. Um, but I like there's a, a variation in the end of each verse. Uh, like the, I'm going to fall down if I can't stand up. Do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fall down if I can't stand for your love. But disregard the free love. It's the that yeah. line that I really like because it's in contrast to the rest of that funky verse. Yeah. Um, this song is full of political and ideological themes. Yeah. Um, for what he believes in and all kind of things, which like thematically, like, uh, it's very interesting to see what he's supporting, but I don't want to get into that right now. I want to move yeah. on. Yeah. Check this song out for yourself. Yeah. Uh, song number eight, almost Fez. a two-parter. It's Fez slash Being Born. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's a two-parter. Literally two-parter. Very weird song. I gave the song Red Delicious, which is not great. Yeah. It's a very strange song. Um, 
the first part fez is i put in quotation marks instrumental because there's a part where he he comes in saying let me hear the sound which is a excerpt from party boots yeah get on your boots get on your boots i'm sorry (laughs) whatever um so they they put on and i even wrote down party boots (laughs) i don't know why i have no idea why um but I don't really care for the Fez part. Being born sounds much more urgent and different, but I still don't really care for it. It's, it's Right. I, and I Honestly, I kind of figured that whenever I recommended it for you. On to the next song. Song number nine is called White as Snow. White as Snow. White, white, white as snow. Love it. Love this song. Uh, I gave the song Pear Apple, which is still pretty darn good, but not my favorite. Um, it's got a three. nice little piano intro. Um, and the melody is taken from the... Um, what's that word for... Um, Public domain song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which yep. is pretty cool, actually, because yeah. you don't hear people taking well, it, old it hymns. Makes, it makes sense as well. Yeah, it's an old hymn, like an old Christian hymn put into a new song. Yeah. And the song's talking about white as snow, which is a, a Christian theme. Even though he doesn't say it outright, he says, he, he references the lamb. So there's definitely... In the context of the song, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there's some religious themes. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. He doesn't say it outright, but you know what's going on there. Um, Pear Apple, it's a good song, not my favorite. He talks about love being white as snow. And, and on to song you know. number 10, which is called Breathe. Oh, I love this song. I gave this song a rating that has not been given yet. Warm McDonald's apple pie. Oh, a warm one. Yes. Not just a McDonald's yes. apple pie, a warm It's warm, warm and fresh. This is oh my, my favorite gosh. song on the entire album. It's so good. Uh, the first thing I wrote was 16th of June. Fucking Breathe. Breathe. Yeah, but okay, anyways, sixteenth um, of June. Sorry, I know no, it's a great I'm, song. It's a great I'm, song. I'm interrupting you now. You see what? Which is unusual. Yeah, I know. Um, but if you listen, there's like a, a weird string part in the chorus. If you do, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Which is kind of odd. I don't. When I think of you two, I don't think strings. I think, I actually don't think. Dr- I sometimes think drums. I disregard the bass. Very I think norm, guitars norm, very, and vocals. Yeah, very normal drums, very normal bass. Guitars, guitars and vocals. And vocals yeah. it's, the guitars and vocals that always stick out, but there's that's a string the key, section. That's the key factor, yeah. The string section is prominent in the chorus, and in fact, there's a place later in the song where most of the music cuts out, but you can hear the strings by themselves, which is kind of funky. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool. Verb for you? Yes, it is a verb for me. Um, the chorus... Um, it's kind of vague, like in the, the theme, the verses are real specific uh, about storytelling. Yeah. But in the chorus, there's this arpeggio guitar that I absolutely love. I, I think this might be my favorite song on the album as well. This is my favorite song. I'm, I, I can't really say 100%, but the chorus when it gets to the arpeggio is almost the mmm factor for me. Ah, uh, yes. I, okay. I can't give it the mmm factor, but it's really close. I'm not sure what he's saying here. Like, if he's saying breathe, I can to breathe. sing, take your I've, time and enjoy the sounds of life because he says, I found grace inside a sound. I found grace inside a sound. And so I found grace, that's all I found. I think he's trying to say, like, um, enjoy, like, look for life's beautiful moments and I, enjoy the, the yeah, big yeah, things, I think like, those whenever, things that come in. Like, the climax of the chorus is, I can breathe. Yeah. So I think, like, he's just saying, like, you know, like, you're not congested. You know, like you can breathe. Like you're, yeah. you're free. You can do. You know, like disregard life's crazy yeah. aspects and just focus on that. But anyway, last my favorite song, song is, was "Breathe." On to song number eleven, which is "Cedars of Lebanon" or "Lebanon." How, Lebanon. If you're in Tennessee, you pronounce it <laughs> Lebanon. 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 I gave it a red delicious, which is not my greatest. It's um, not my favorite song either. 
Bono says the S word in this song. <gasps> he says, shoot. <laughs> no, but it's just like, because he, he has, he's definitely um, a Christian. In, in interviews, you can tell it because he says it. And not to say that Christians don't swear because that, like, literally in the Bible, it, it doesn't say anything about not saying curse words, but it says not we expect. Oh, it's yeah, not we expect. Right. I, I have nothing against swears by I any also means. Don't. But to hear Bono say it was it was uh, alarming. Am I right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Whoa. swearing is the only proper way to express yourself. Yeah, because he's talking about a crappy world or right. a shooty world. Shooty world. <laughs> yes. A poopy um, world. I think the song is essentially about how bad the world can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the chorus is kind of weird. It's just a, it's a strange song in general. But I like the line, the the return, like return the call to hope in the in the chorus. But mm-hmm. I don't really care for it at all. Um, yeah. Overall, the album was pretty darn good. Um, yeah. I would really like to delve into more U2 because oh, yeah, I, I, I like I said, I have their greatest hits. I know all the big songs, but I want to hear more. Like, they're, what, they're, how did, what was the their newest the album? With, is really good. But what was the album with Vertigo, the atomic oh, bomb? Yeah, how to, how to dismantle an atomic bomb? It's a tongue twister. But I'd, I'd like good. to listen to that. It's very good. But I liked U two. Um, was that it, like the first full album you listened to? By U two? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Nice. It's the only full album I listened to by U two. Very cool. So, would you like to delve into your album now that I'm done? Of course I would, Steve. But of course. But of course I would like oh, to delve into Rancid. You know, French, pe- French people never say that. Oh. That's what my sister said. Well, Sacre the French blue. are pretentious and they won't admit to it. Nope, they're not. They're pretentious. That's a stereotype given to them by Americans. Yeah, but we are American bruising tunes, so we're full of stereotypes. No! <laughs> I've been to Paris. It was great. Yeah, but I've seen uh, Parisian films, and Frank Turner sings about Parisians. Persians? Parisians. Parisians. People from Paris. Mm. Not Persians. All right, on to Paris. Uh, I'm anyway, sorry, on to Rancid. We, on to Paris. The Eiffel Tower is nice. We oui. ha ha ha. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Baguettes. Les flamanges. Oui, ha ha ha. Jem, Jem Rancid. Yes, Rancid. Let's move on. Jem sa- Rancid. Rancid is anyway. a punk rock band. Like I said before, Tim Armstrong and Matt Freeman, the guitarist and bass player, were in a ska band. And in fact, probably the most prolific ska band of the 80s. They started really? the whole like fourth wave of ska movement. Really? Okay. Yes. Interesting. Like, you know punk ska, how it's popular now? Uh, yeah. Operation Ivy was the first ska punk band. Wow. Hands down. Like, Clash had some some ska in there. Uh, not only ska, more reggae. Yes, but Operation Ivy was the first. They disbanded, Rancid formed afterwards. Interesting. So, without further ado, let's yes. hear what you have to say about it. Um, the album, Rancid, and Out Come the Wolves. Um, just a couple of notes. Um, a lot of the songs are very catchy. Yes. Super catchy. So, I'm going to really focus on the songs that I recommend, and not so much the songs that I don't recommend. Because, because many, part of the songs, show... How many songs total are there? 19. So, that's part of the reason... And um, but also part of the reason is that we want you guys to check out these albums as well. Yes. We want you guys to delve into these albums. We don't just want you to listen to what we have to say about them. We want you guys to listen to them as well. But I'm positive that all you listeners will like this album. And quick, before you get into it, Tim yeah. Armstrong is a wonderful lyricist and songwriter. 
A lot of people do not like his voice. Yes. Much like Bob Dylan. Or Joe Strummer from The Clash. It's yeah. not conventional, but it's fantastic. But as a songwriter, I've listened to He's interviews. Great. He can write, like, literally four or five hit songs in one day, record them, and then do the same thing the next day. Yeah, that's the kind of person he is. And that's he's why crazy. when you listen to Rancid, all their songs are almost 18 just, to 20 songs long. They're so good, too. So you move on. So I'll we've try got, not to interrupt, even though got, I'm going to. That's fine. We've, we've got... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the songs are all really, really catchy. There are only maybe one or two that I don't really like that so much. focus on the recommendations most. So I'm going to focus on songs that i really really like which is like the first song track number one is called maxwell murder um steve and i have covered this song up quite a bit yeah uh with our with our former band cup o shoop yeah, with bass player nathan shoop yeah who can do the bass shout solo. out to nathan shoop because he can do the bass solo on this song and he can do it well yeah but um, he, does, he does a finger picking style yeah and he uh, does the bassist use a pick he uses a pick yeah okay yeah Shoop, you're the man. Shoop. Anyway, this song is just kind of about a crook. Yeah. And uh, the, um, the, the chorus is ni- dial 999, which is British. Is British 911. British is. England's 911. Britain's. Um, England's <coughs> 911. Um, that song's great. I gave it a 5 out of 5. I did not recommend it. But, but I still, still I, I love it so much. It's yeah, so good. You can't not love that it song. Has, it has a place in my heart. I knew this song before, this, before you recommended this. Yeah, so. yeah. Track number two is the 11th hour, um, and this is where you hear Tim Armstrong's voice kind of start out. He says, hey, little sister, do you know what time it is? Yeah. Like he, that's like he his, sounds, he sounds drunk, am I right? Yeah, yeah, like he sounds like he's, he always sounds like he's drunk singing. Which, but I, Tim Armstrong, before this album came out and before their other vocalist, Lars, came in, um, Tim Armstrong was an alcoholic. Oh really? Yeah, and and so like you expect to so hear that could have had something to do with it, but not now, not like, anymore. He, he okay. had to get clean before this album, and he's been I think clean since. Wow, that's really good. Uh, but still, he sounds like he's like drunk. It, it's just do his you voice. Time it and listen to interviews with him. He sounds like that even when he talks. Like, Please hey, sober. Yeah, he, he's got a weird voice. Hey, my my, my name's Tim. Tim Armstrong. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, but the track number two is called the Eleventh Hour, um, and it, it's essentially about. Do you know where the power lies? Do you know lies? where the power is? Yeah. Power lies. Um, it lies with you. Yeah. Like, you're just saying empower yourself. Four to five. Great song. Uh, track number three, Roots Radical. Roots. Let's not get into that right yeah, now. Yeah, we have a disagreement because um, Jesse's from Minnesota where they say Roots. I'm from Pittsburgh where everyone else in the world says Roots. So I say Root Beer, Broom, Room, Book. I say but Book, Steve says room, room, Roof. Roof. Broom. It's just, so it's, it's so Roots Radicals. It's so difficult to pronounce those. Oh, Review so the song, anyway, Roots Radicals. Roots Radical. Uh, great song. I give it a 5 out of 5. Again, I did not recommend it, but I love it a lot. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, and it seems like a song about them being punks and people like kicking them, kicking them out of places, essentially. Mm-hmm. You got the boot, the Roots, the Radical. You got the boot, and you, you know, know I'm a Radical. It's so catchy. It's, it it's is. so catchy. Okay, the next song, track number four, I recommended it. It's called Time, Time Bomb. Bomb. Oh. So good. That's the first um, reggae song. Yeah, the first. Ska. Move. Uh, I mentioned it right two here, but move to reggae. Yeah. Um, also, this is the first time I've ever written reggae before. I don't know how to spell reggae. It's a very strange word. It R-E-G-G-A-E. Is. is that spelled right? Yes, I looked it up. Wow. Very I guess strange. like R-A-G-G-E-A. <laughs> Just a bunch of E's and A's yeah. next to each other. A couple G's thrown in here and there. Um, but anyway, this is a, this is a great song. It's so catchy. 
I mean, again, all their songs are catchy. This is their um, most, I, hands down, I can literally say this is most their most iconic. popular song. Yeah. I've seen them twice live. I wish I've seen them more, but they play, like, this I is wish their I've biggest seen, song. I wish I've seen them at all. And in fact, I went to Riot Fest two years ago. They played this song <laughs> front to back. This album, front to back. Yes, the album. Yeah, not, not just the song. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I gave this song a 5 out of 5. It's it's a song about a guy being a time bomb. Like, he's about to explode. Yeah. You know, whatever else. Super and there's punk there's rock. awesome there's an awesome guitar solo that's very clean for punk rock. Yes. Not too distorted. And there's an, also an awesome jazz organ solo as well. Yes. Jazz I organ love, is fantastic. I love the jazz organ in this album. It's so good. And a uh, sidetrack. Um, like, uh, I know. You know the Interrupters? Scott Bain? Yes, yeah. Their keyboard player, guitar player? Mm-hmm. He plays a lot for Rancid. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Because Rancid got him started. Nice. And anyway, sidetrack, go back. Uh, check out the Interrupters. They're pretty cool. Yes. Female uh, punk singer. She's really She's good. awesome, yeah. She's really good. Listen um, to the song, She Got Arrested. Uh, what's the song? She Got Arrested. Is that what it's called? I don't know if that's what it's called, but you can just look that up. The Interrupters, She Got Arrested, and you'll find it. Yeah. Or we'll post it down there. For reference to... All, she's like the female version of Tim Armstrong. Literally. Literally. weird, but... Anyway... Going. Track number five. Number five. Olympia WA. Which or means Washington. Washington, yeah. Yep. Um, it seems like this is kind of a song about being on the road mm-hmm. or longing to be on the road. Because he says, like, I wish I could go back to Olympia. <laughs> so uh, I get this four to five. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> because, again, I really want you guys to listen to these songs for yourself. But you can't go into depth with I all the I can't go into songs. depth with all of yeah. them, yep. Track number six. Yes, Lock, Step, and Gone. I almost recommended this one. It's so good. Oh, wow, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a good song, but I wouldn't recommend um, it. It seems like it's a song about leaving like something, a person or a place, or someone. Behind? Behind, yeah. yeah. Lock, Step, and Gone. Next song. Uh, track number seven, Junkie Man. Uh, this has the lyrics to the uh, the title. And this Out has, Came the Wolves. Yeah, and yeah. Out Came the Wolves. Um, yeah, yeah. I really don't like the song, though. It's, me neither. It's, okay. it, it, it's a skipper for... Uh, it would be it's a, a red delicious for me. for me. Yeah. I gave it a three out of five. Um, Definitely red delicious. Yeah. Track number eight is called Listed M I A. Listed M uh, Listed M A. Very catchy. Again, very catchy. A I lot would of take these songs it, are very it's catchy. It's catchy, but I'd take it or leave it. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, I still really like it. Um, it seems like a song about getting out of a problem. Like you're saying, I'm listed M I A. Like I'm out of this situation. Missing an action or, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. Track number nine. Wow, track number nine. Track number nine uh, is called Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Yeah, that wasn't, yeah. That wasn't that great, but that's all right. Um, I recommended this song. It's five out of five. Yeah, it's a great um, song. And it seems like this song is kind of about like being a, uh, in, in a band and having a girlfriend and then like going on tour and like leaving her behind yeah kind of and so i don't know it's just it's like i said before it's very catchy but the chorus is just is like punchy above, super catchy above and, and beyond great. the normal catchy of this album yeah i agree I um agree. it's so good and it's wait how did you recommend this song but not the next song i know it was it was a tough choice i could only, i could me. only recommend three man i know but out of 19. That's why you and I are different, I guess. I could only recommend 3 out of 19. What do you want me to do? But what's the next song? The next song is called Dally City Train. Yeah. So Scott good. song. It was a writer and a poet 
a friend. Yes. Yeah. If you really get Tim Armstrong's voice in that song. Actually, yeah, definitely. If you want to hear what Tim Armstrong's voice really sounds like, Listen to track number 10, Dally City Train. I love this song. Enough about that song. I love it as well, but we yeah, gotta but move enough on. Yeah, enough about that. Let's move on. Uh, on to track number 11, Journey to the End of the East Bay. You didn't recommend this either? No. Oh my Steve. goodness. <laughs> Listen to me. If I was a bass player... I have three songs to I recommend know. out of 19. You, you and they're didn't all recommend really anything catchy. I'd recommend. Listen to the bass line. Yeah. But to so sum, good. But to sum it up, though, you said this song was about their band, Operation Ivy. Yes. Okay. Touring. To the end, end. Yeah. yeah. To the end, to the end. Our journey to the end. Uh, track number 12, She's Automatic. Meh. I give it four to five because I, so, I, I uh, really like it. It's a good song, but for me it's meh. Like, I, I, it's not bad, but I, I really don't... I could see I don't that. listen to this album for that song. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, I gave it four to five, but anyway. Finally, you and I on the next song. Yes. Agreed. Track number 13, my third recommendation... Old friend. Yes, old friend. Who is the old friend? Heartache. 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 Good morning, heartache. You like an old friend? Come and see me again. <laughs> that guitar line, like it's the the ska chords. Yeah, played ska with the chords. Yeah. It mixes so well. Um, but essentially, this song is about heartache. Yeah. And literally. being like, "Hello again." Obviously, this is happening to be again. Good morning heartache it's so good and i am actually going to is that all three for you songs that's all three but i'm going to give a quick rating of the rest of the tracks um and then we're going to move on to next week okay okay fair enough track number 14 disorder and disarray three out of five don't really like it um track number 15 the war's end it's like that's, about that's it's, a, it's like about a little punk rocker named sammy yeah who's misunderstood i give it four to five but, it's pretty but good also Tim Armstrong, when he says Sammy, it's his own buddy. Like, he, he writes songs That's about... That's who he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. On to track number 16, You Don't Care Nothing. That's a good song. I like the song. It's very, yeah. again, very catchy. Super. Um, And it's essentially saying, do you really want to know the truth about what's going on? Do you really want to know what's happening? Do you really want to know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> also a good showcase of Tim Armstrong's voice. Very much so. But I gave that it, four to five. Yeah, exactly. Next on song? to track number 17. It's called As Wicked. I don't, now, I don't remember now this song. Now, uh, this song implies what the song is about. So they're talking about things in life that are as wicked as the most wicked, essentially. That's about all you have to know about that one. Mm-hmm. Four to five. Um, track number 18, Avenues and Alleyways. I gave it four to five. Yeah, Good song. Not a bad song. Uh, track number 19, The Way I Feel. There are a bunch of nahs in this song. They end with the nahs. Yeah. I gave it four to five. Yeah. Good song. Overall, I give this album 4.5 out of five, which might be one of the highest ratings that I've given one of the albums that you recommended me. I'm surprised. It's Actually, so good. Not so much because you're a huge fan of The Clash. Yeah. And I would I'm, say, like, I'd say Rancid is essentially, like, the next clash, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, the well, way he I mean, sounds, the way their music is influenced. Yeah, well, I mean, the uh, the one guy who we uh, go to get tattoos from frequently, Russ Hickman. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Russ. Yeah, He's dude. the man. Good guy. Um, His one tattoo time, shop is called The Quill. If yeah, you if, if you live up. in East Nashville or in Nashville or around Nashville, check out The Quill. Check out The Quill. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, he's a good dude, too. 
a fun guy. Um, but anyway, he once said, I think during one of my sessions, he was like, Tim Armstrong is essentially like the modern day Joe Strummer. It's true. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I love this album. So like uh, from, from the first song, obviously Maxwell Murder, from the first yeah. song, I loved it. You gave it 4.5? I gave it 4.5 out of 5, yeah. What'd you give uh, No Line on the Horizon? I would give this a Granny Smith rating. Granny Smith, wow. About my favorite. I, nice. I won't come back to the album like to listen to front to back. But you'll you'll come back to the songs that you like from it. The songs I recommended, I really, really like, and I will listen to again. Very nice. Yes. Especially Breathe and Magnificent. Oh. Breathe Those two so songs good. are fantastic and magnificent. Yeah. Um, again, we didn't touch much on some of the songs on the Rancid album, and Steve kind of briefly touched on some of the songs that he didn't recommend. So go listen to those albums. Let us know what you think on our website. We have a we have a section for comments on our website, on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Or actually email too because we have an email address now at americanbruisandtunes at gmail.com. Well, it's not at American Bru- it's, it's just it's American americanbruisandtunes at gmail.com. Yes. So shoot us a line. Say whatever you want. We don't care. Shoot us an email. If you have a beer that you really love and you want us to try and if it's around us we can find it, we'll try it. Or if you're an internet troll and you want to say, I hate you guys. You guys suck. <laughs> Who cares? Send it. We'll be Send happy it. to see any email. At least then we know people are listening. Yes. <laughs> that, which is most important to us. Um, so on anyway, to next week. Anyway, you know what? Why don't we um, recommend albums now for next week? Uh, I'll recommend first. Okay, okay go for it. Um, and this is, I don't want to say purely, but... Essentially, the the band Bayside is has just announced their tour for uh, the album The Walking Wounded. Okay. Uh, the ten year anniversary, and it's probably my favorite album by them. Oh, so, oh, the ten, ten year anniversary. So kind of like Joshua Tree. Yes. For you too. Okay. Cool. Yes. So I'm gonna recommend Bayside, The Walking Wounded. The Walking Wounded. Okay. And I know you've listened to that song, which the title song, yeah. which is called The Walking Wounded. Yep. Good song. Um, Very good but song. But the rest of the album is fantastic. Okay. So. That's okay, it. awesome. I'm actually very excited to listen to that. You better be. Uh, you better be! <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I'm going to go in, in a little bit of a different direction than you 2 was last week. Um, I'm going to recommend yeah. you uh, one of Courtney Barnett, one of her albums. Okay. Um, she's from Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm going to recommend you the double EP... Um, a sea of split peas. Is this the EP that you have on vinyl? Yes. Okay. So if you want to listen to it on that, I can give it to you on that. I would very much like to listen to the vinyl. Um, she actually, we're kind of trading off now. Uh, she kind of has the same type of voice as Tim Armstrong and Bob Dylan. Very like not that very not talk, a uh, talk singy, talk singy, and not like conventional. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I'm gonna recommend for you. I love that album. Well, um, you know what I love? It's so good. You know what I love? Cannolis. Cannolis, yeah. Cannolis are very good, dude. However, I cannot recommend cannolis for you to listen to. Yeah. Um, my favorite cannoli in Nashville, this is a super size. This is a, a major grass. Um, is probably from Sal's, actually, which is right by our Sal's, house. Sal's, really? Well, how, how many places have you had cannolis? Uh, in Nashville? Yeah. Like, 
Probably four or five places. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, the two best places I've had them. I'll, I'll give the two best places. How about that? Okay, how about that? Yeah, that sounds um, good. Sal's, which is right by our house. How about that? Which is near Percy Priest. Near Percy Priest? It's Damn. Sal's. Sal's. And the other is from Joey's Pizza. Joey's Pizza? Do you know that place? No. It's on Elm Hill, and the thing about Joey's Pizza it's is... It's on Elm Hill? Elm Hill Pike. Really? Yes. Uh, you got to go into the city tour, like much farther oh, to go. Oh, not by where we live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on a day where we got, both got the day off, I'll, I'll show you it. It's, it's really good. Okay. Um, they're only open on weekdays. Oh. From 11 to 3. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to have to be on a Wednesday. No. Probably. No, because you. We'll figure well, it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, oh my goodness, those cannolis are to die for. Yeah. That's but awesome. That was literally a huge like side step. I don't know how grass. I got in there. Um, it was a huge grass. How did it? It doesn't really matter how we got there, everybody. Um, anyway, next week I'm going to be listening to uh, Bayside, The Walking Wounded, and I'm going to be listening to Courtney Barnett's Double EP, A Sea of Split Peas. And the beers, we will figure that out in the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? See you guys in two weeks. We're going to sign off. But with- before we sign off... Um, Let's give our final thoughts on the beers that we had. Okay, yeah. I had the Evil Twin Imperial Donut Stout. Yep. And I had uh, Czech, Evil Czech's uh, Bigsby White Stout. Literally, this Evil Twin Imperial Donut Break tastes exactly the same as when I started. It's super thick, potent, sweet. It's got chocolate coffee and like that sugary flavor of donuts. You, you know what? I love it. But Let it, me get one more try. Yeah, here, have another try. Okay. Exactly the same, Ooh, right? Oh, wow, that's very good. Like, I don't want to say it changed too much, but it, it tastes the same to me. Well, it changed a slightly bit. Slight bit, but not too much. Not too much, though. How about yours? Um, mine changed actually kind of a lot. How so? Um, it got better. <laughs> okay, how so? I, <laughs> how it did got, it get it, better? It got better. How there did your beer get better? There was less... Of the lager taste, and there was more of the stout taste. You heard it here. You heard it first. The beer is less lager taste, more stout taste. That's right. If you want a beer that as it gets warmer, it's more of a stout taste, less of a light beer taste, get this beer. And what is the name of that beer? One more time for our listeners. Bigsby. By? White Stout. By? Evil Chuck. <laughs> Evil check, but yeah, um, the beer is really good this week. Yeah, you um, know what? Let's count up the burp tally before we cheers. Exactly. All right. So you this week had. I think you won. You had seventeen belches. I had nineteen. Nineteen belches, wow. which means I won the John Foreman postcard. postcard. All right. So what do you say? Wow. We uh, great gift. We give the last cheers to close the podcast and. Work towards next week. I agree. All right. He agrees, everyone. You heard it here. You heard it first. You heard it here. You heard it first. I agree. All right. Once again, my name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out those albums. And this has been American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity be